I'm going to sort of MC it, but we're going to have uh, some videos to watch, some slides to read, some things to talk about, and some people coming to this mic to pray periodically. That title, Persecuted Church, is a little bit redundant. Jesus said that we would have trouble in this life, but to be of good cheer because he'd overcome the world. And when we decide to follow Christ, it's not because we're choosing something easy. This isn't the easy way. This isn't the comfortable way. This isn't always what we like. But we choose it because we found it to be true. God has granted us the gift of repentance. He's opened our eyes. We've seen not just him, but the truth of what he has said and done. And there's a price to pay with that. Probably most of you have already had to pay at least a little bit already, if not more, in your life. And today we're focusing um, on people around the world who have had to pay, most of them, much higher costs than we do. All right, let's see if I can get this to work. Is it? Oh, <laughs> always make sure it's turned on. It's not broken. I'm just a little clueless. There we go. Oh, you don't have to clap for that. I hope I'm a little smarter than that. One of the things that Christians all over the world, both missionaries and new converts, have expressed repeatedly, um, two things actually that they, that they really need. One of them is God's Word. They need copies of the Bibles. They need the Bible to be uh, in their country and in their communities. There just aren't a lot of Bibles in a lot of places. The other thing that they have, have repeatedly asked for is encouragement. In so many places, being a Christian means being isolated and shunned and rejected from your family and your community, if not threatened and run out of town or imprisoned or worse. And so remembering that they're not alone is huge to so many of them. So one of the things that we will pray for in a little bit is uh, for the encouragement of the saints. All right, time for our first video. My name is Rebecca. I live in the north of Nigeria. One evening I was out with my daughter and on our way home we saw smoke rising above our village. We were under attack. There was nothing we could do to defend ourselves. My husband and I were married in that village. My wedding day, it was the happiest day of my life. Some members of our church gave us a wedding gift. It was a Bible. We read it together every day.
And when our children were old enough, we're ready to them and their friends. Let the little children come to me. And do not forbid them. For such is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 19. Verse 14. On the day our village burnt to the ground, my husband and my son were killed in the attack. I was devastated. I mourned for many months. Some of us were able to return to our village to reclaim anything that was left. were burnt, but the rest was mostly intact. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like a wild flower. The grass withers, and the flower falls off. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord is a husband to all widows. I look to him for every need. This is what I am still holding on to.
At this time, if you would, join Gordon as he leads us in a prayer for the persecuted church. I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good those, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And as I thought about that, I thought, Lord, that's a hard word. How can we attain it? But through the Holy Spirit, God gives us the ability to do that. So as we pray for uh, Nigeria. Persecution of Christians continues to increase, especially in the north. Uh, Nigeria is a pretty divided nation. Uh, the majority of Muslims are in the north. The majority of Christians are in the south. Some extremist Muslim groups have killed thousands of people, have destroyed hundreds, even thousands of churches. Pray for restoration and recovery for those who suffer from loss or from rape. Pray for forgiveness for deliverance from a spirit of revenge. Pray for believers to respond in the most Christ-like way possible. And that's the scripture we just read. And Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to come before you and pray for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. We cannot imagine uh, what they're going through. I tried to. It's very hard to grasp. We ask you, Lord, to pour out your grace upon them to provide for them. We think of this issue of Bibles and how much encouragement and strength we draw from the word of God. We pray you would provide. Pray for protection, especially for pastors, itinerant ministers that travel. A lot of men do that with motorcycle or bicycle. We pray you protect and watch over them, their families. Spirit of grace be upon them that they could forgive. And we do want to pray also for the enemies of the cross, that you would intervene in a miraculous way, bringing demonic leadership in Nigeria to the Lord, miraculous intervention, prayers answered that those who once persecuted, even as we think of Saul of Tarsus, would become those who actually lead and build the church. We pray for that. We thank you for Voice of the Martyrs. We ask you to provide for them all they have need of. Give them divine appointments and divine contacts and the ability to get the resources to the people that need them. We thank you for that work and many others. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Gordon. Since there's a lot of text and it's a little bit small, I'm going to read this slide. Persecution of Christians continues to increase, especially in the north of Nigeria, as Gordon mentioned. Some extremist Muslim groups have killed thousands of people and have destroyed hundreds or even thousands of churches. That's hard, hard for us to, to grasp. Pray for restoration and recovery. Pray for forgiveness, for deliverance, for believers to respond in the most Christ-like way possible. We have an enemy, and he hates everything about what God is doing through his people. He hates that Christianity is spreading. 
He hates that people build churches. He hates that people get Bibles. And so he stirs up those who are um, not part of the body of Christ, those who have not heard the good news or who have rejected it. He stirs them up against the Christians. And we see that in violent response in a lot of places in the world, particularly in Nigeria. But we remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. These people have been taken captive by our enemy to do his will. And God can set them free, just like he set all of us free. Sometimes that's hard to remember. Again, the the discouragement is one of the biggest issues for a lot of these Christians. Not having a church, not having safety in their family or in their village, um, they really don't have a place to go that they know of, at least at, at first. One of the things that is good to pray for is for Christians to find communities of Christians, for Christians to find each other, because so many of them feel alone, they feel discouraged, they feel like they're the only one of the people they know who has decided to follow Jesus, and maybe they're not, but they feel that way. Feelings can be strong things. So one of the things to pray for is that, uh, that they not only be able to get hold of Bibles, but to get hold of each other. Uh, in reading um, in the um, op- Open Doors pamphlet that we hand out each month, um, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of, um, I would call it bad news, um, reports of Christians being harmed or persecuted in some way, churches being destroyed. Um, we know God works all that for good, but it's still hard to read about. But there's also in that pamphlet good news, good news about healings, good news about rescues, good news about um, persecutors getting turned, persecutors becoming Christians. Um, and that's one of the things to pray for. When we pray for Bibles, when we pray for Christians to find each other, um, it's also important to pray for those who persecute them. Remember Saul? He was so zealous. He was so full of energy and enthusiasm. That's a good thing if it can be turned in the right direction. And God can do that. Nobody saw Saul's conversion coming. (laughs) Everybody knew he was going straight to hell when Jesus came back, right? And God likes to surprise us, doesn't he? I'm going to ask Caleb to come and pray about Bibles, not just about the distribution of them, but about the translating of them. There's a lot of that going on. One of our own uh, missionaries, John Hines, is a part of a translation ministry. Um, And that's important, too. Not everybody speaks English, right? People need to have the Bible in their own language, and when they do, they can share it. So, Caleb, if you would. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for letting us come and and pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, Lord. You gave us a clear mission to go and make disciples of all nations, regardless of of how difficult it might be, Lord. 
Uh, and we thank you so much for, for these organizations that are, are putting in the time and putting in the work and the money, Lord, to, to make the Bible more accessible to the world. Um, Voice of the Martyrs, Wycliffe Bible Translation, Lord, these are, are organizations that are doing your will, Lord. And, and we pray for the leadership in those organizations that they would effectively lead uh, those organizations to, to bring Bibles throughout the world, Lord, that um, as they do uh, get Bibles into these, these difficult places, Lord, that you would just uh, give the enemy a blind eye and let, let these Bibles just get to those who need them, Lord, that, that these, these, this word of God, Lord, would be able to, to touch the hearts of those who need it most, Lord, that, uh, that you could just uh, be with those who, who are going on these dangerous missions, Lord, that, that you would just give them courage and boldness to to just be able to, to see that what they're doing, Lord, is, is your will and bringing about uh, just a good work, Lord, bringing those, those Bibles to those who need them, Lord. And we pray for, for the, those who, who we may think are the enemy, Lord, that, um, that as James and, and Gordon are saying, Lord, that uh, we need to be praying for, for them, Lord, that they could have that, that Saul transition, Lord, that you could perform a great, a great miracle on their heart, Lord, that you could uh, turn them away from, from destruction and, and evil, Lord, and, and turn them towards you, Lord, that they could um, become effective uh, followers of you, Lord, and, and in turn help the, the distribution of Bibles, Lord, and, and help free up these countries, Lord, that, that seem so locked down, Lord. Um, and it's in all this, in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you've not read Brother Andrew's story about smuggling Bibles, I would highly recommend it. It's inspiring. Another thing about Bible translation is that when they're translated, even if they're confiscated, they're live. And those people that confiscate it, those persecutors, when they get a hold of that Bible in their own language, oh my goodness, God can do so much through that. And there's so many places where people only have scraps of the Bible, bits and pieces, things they've heard, things people have told them, taught them. Um, it's very easy to develop uh, either incomplete or incorrect pictures of God from only parts of the Bible. It's important to have the whole thing. So when we pray, make sure you pray that, that Bibles, whole Bibles, get, get where they need to be. Um, sometimes it's to the hands of individuals. Sometimes it's into a community, into a church where everybody can have access to it. Um, but having those Bibles is, is important. It gives you um, courage to be bold because now you've read the truth for yourself. Now you've read it. Now you know it. Now you've seen it. You've got something solid. So that's, that's important. I think we have one more video to watch. Dear 
Father, I thank you so much for the time here with Pastor Adolf. And I pray also for the church in Indonesia, the church in the United States, dear God, that we would pray for one another continually, that we would stand together as one church and one family for the glory of Jesus and your kingdom. And it's all this we pray, Jesus. Amen. My name is Brian, and I've traveled all over the world to meet with persecuted believers living in some of the most dangerous countries on earth. Through my times, I've shared meals with believers. We've laughed, we've had coffee and tea. We've also cried together, worshiped together, and most importantly, we've prayed for one another. Give him joy and, and make him a witness to God for your, for your gospel and for the light as well. Give him favor and blessing. Keep him strong. And as he prayed to, dear God, I pray you would allow him to be a completely devoted disciple of Jesus Christ, no matter what challenges he faces. When I speak with these believers, they're not asking for persecution to end, but they ask for things like endurance, for courage, for faith and hope. And more than anything, they want to know that they're not alone and that the worldwide body of Christ is standing with them through prayer. And Father, I pray that you would continue to bless their ministry, bless the, the community here, dear God, that to see more and more people come to know you and become deeper followers, dear God, and have intimate relationship with you, Jesus. God, thank you so much for Marga, and thank you for this, this is powerful faith to endure persecution, to be faithful to you, to sh continue to share the gospel, even with great opposition. Guide us to God is one church and one family to follow you with, with boldness through your spirit. In Jesus' name. It's humbling to stand with these suffering believers and to know that they have risked so much for the faith, and there's so much we can learn from them. I want to encourage you to step into the stories of your persecuted family. And the first step you can take is to download the Open Doors prayer app. The app is updated every day with urgent requests from believers around the world. You might not be able to visit your persecuted family, but through your prayers, you can let them know they're never alone. How many of you have a cell phone? Okay, let's, let's try it this way. How many of you don't have a cell phone? Couple people, okay. How many of you have ever realized that you've got mm, five minutes, ten minutes to kill? You don't really have anything you have to do. You're waiting somewhere. You can't leave, but you have to wait. Anybody ever had, had to wait for five minutes, ten minutes? Boom. This is something you can do in five minutes. You can download it, and in five minutes, three minutes, if you're in the passenger seat of a car driving somewhere, you can pray, right? Some of us are called to go. Some of us are called to stay. All of us are called to pray. And this is an excellent tool for that. to ask uh, Sarah Joy to come and pray um, for our efforts to reach out to our persecuted brothers and sisters and for our prayers. So one thing the Lord wanted me to do is just remember what his word has to say about persecution so that we can pray according to his word. Um, in John 15 says, if you are of the world, 
the world would love you as its own. But because you're not of the world, but I've chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember that the world word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than its master. If they persecute me, they also persecute you. If they, am I wrong? Um, Matthew 5 says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for they have persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mark 10 says, Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brother or sister, mother or father or children or lands for my sake, for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses, brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Revelation 2 says, Do not fear what you, what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison. You may be tested. You may have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I'll give you the crown of life. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. The last one, 2 Corinthians 12. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I will then... I am content with weakness, insults, hardship, persecution, and calamity. For when I am weak, he is strong. Father God, we thank you that you see our brothers and sisters out there. You see what they're going through, Lord. And you're their help, Lord. Their ever-present help in time of danger, Father God. Lord, thank you that you are a good father. That you are a caring father. And that you can supply all their needs. Lord, help our brothers and sisters to stand strong in you. To stand and surrender to your will. And as they come before you and surrender to what you have called them to, Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would fill them, empower them mightily. Lord, that you would move upon them, Lord, for your name's sake, for your glory's sake, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord, that you are orchestrating all these circumstances, Lord, that may look bad but you will turn them into good, Lord, because you are a good God, a caring God that sees every need, Lord, and is able to supply. Father, you are not weak, but you are powerful, and yours is the victory, Lord, and we declare that, Father God, and we thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability to partner with them, that we can be used by you, that we can come alongside through prayer, through fasting, through seeking, Lord. God, enable us Remind us, help us be mindful, Lord, of our brothers and sisters across the lands that are hurting, that are going through so much more than we could ever imagine, Lord. And Lord, let us be thankful for the place that we do have to worship you, Lord, that our freedoms that we do have. Let us use them for your glory and for your kingdom, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing, and we ask you to use us mightily in this land and in the next. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Sarah Joy. Sometimes the danger is real, but the fear is always a lie. Always. Because this is God's work. We are his people, his body, 
This is his church. And he's going to see it through. The only question is whether we join him in it or not. To that end, we have some tools to offer. Uh, In your bulletin, you'll see a couple of them. One of them is um, this pamphlet from the Voice of the Martyrs, uh, Prayer for Particular Places, and also um, some more information on the back about the film about Rebecca that we watched here today. Also in your bulletin is this, which, if you will turn it over, you'll see it can be Yep, you've got to open it up. It can be torn along the perforations in order to create a bookmark for you to have with you either in your Bible or somewhere else handy to remind you of ways to pray. I commit to remembering persecuted Christians in prayer, Hebrews 13.3, and then 10 ways to pray that persecuted Christians will do all these different things. In addition to that, there was the Bible app that was mentioned. If you're looking for it, you want to look for Open Doors Prayer app. And it gets updated pretty regularly. It's got a pray option. It's got more information. You can have it notify you when new prayer requests come up. There's a lot there. In addition to that, in this room we have a bulletin, a um, banner back there that shows uh, nations which are more and more hostile to Christianity. We've got a new banner over here, an updated one. We've got uh, constantly updated information on the bulletin board. Uh, also over there, just for today, we have more of the um, commit to prayer. Um, bookmarks if you want those. We also have some prayer guides. Um, I think we only have 25 of those. Um, we can order more if you want more. So if, if you get there and there aren't any, please let us know and we can get some more. And all these tools are really good tools. Maybe you don't need all of them. Maybe starting with just one of them is, is the right thing to do. Um, but they only work if we use them. It's easy here right now to think about praying. It's not as easy once you walk out the door and real life hits you at full speed. And it's important to remember that as difficult and stressful as our lives sometimes get, because they do, the lives of these persecuted believers are at least as stressful and difficult. You've seen their reports. You've you've heard the stories. Uh, They need our prayers. They need us to do what God has called us to do. We're part of one body. And the Bible says when one member suffers, the whole body suffers. You ever stubbed your toe? The rest of your body doesn't just go on, right? If you hit your thumb, get something in your eye, everything shuts down. World's got to stop. I got something in my eye. Now, the body of Christ doesn't stop doing its work, but we notice when our own are hurting 
Well, we should. We need to take notice of what's going on around the world to our persecuted brothers and sisters. And it needs to affect us. It needs to get inside of us. It needs to be important to us. Because by being made aware of it, God is calling us into his plans and purposes for them, as well as for us. God intends to change us by how we pray. So we're not just doing this for them, although we should be. But we're doing this because God wants us to be a part of it. God wants to do something in you through these prayers. So do something. Take something. Start something. It will be important not just for the people you pray for, but also for you. All right. I'm going to pray. That will be the end of our message for today. If you would, join me in prayer. Father, we know that you care deeply about each of us. We know that you notice when we are persecuted. And we pray that as we have been invited to join in prayer for these, our persecuted brothers and sisters, that we would do so consistently, that we would do so fervently, and that we would do so expectantly. We know that you are using persecution, not just for the good of our brothers and sisters, but for the good of those around them who look at them and see you inside of them and say, why aren't they angry? Why aren't they taking revenge? What's wrong with them that they behave so differently than the rest of us? Lord, keep shining. We pray you would continue to shine through all of us, especially our persecuted brothers and sisters, that in the midst of pain, in the midst of loneliness, exile, loss, all these things, I pray, Lord, that you would shine through them, that there would be grace sufficient even for the hard, hard things some of them are going through, that your grace would be there not only to heal the people who are suffering, but to flow out of them to their persecutors who suffer spiritually even more. We pray, Lord, for repentance, for eyes to be opened, ears to be opened, hearts to be softened. We pray, Lord, for protection and for provision. We pray for Bibles, for the word to be sown in many places, for translation that your word would continue to be translated into every language in the whole world, that everyone may know who you are and what you've done for us. We pray, Lord, for persecutors. We pray for all of the enemy's efforts to bring violence and destruction to steal, kill, and destroy against your people. And we pray, Lord, for you to turn them around. We pray, Lord, for paths through the sea, for pillars of fire and cloud. We pray, Lord, for you to loosen the chariot wheels of the terrorist groups that seek to persecute your people. We pray, Lord, that you would turn the enemy's efforts on his own head. We pray, Lord, that you would guide us. 
guide us in who to pray for and how to pray, how to set up our routines so that we have prayer built in, how to set up our finances so that we give where you want us to give, where it can do the most good. We pray, Lord, for all of the finances and supplies sent overseas to your people, to missionaries. We pray you would multiply it there. Now, when people look at Christians, that they would see you, that there would be healing, that there would be forgiveness, that there would be provision, that there would be love, that there would be strength and courage and unwavering devotion to you, the God who loves us. Lord, help us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. We thank you for working not only through us, but in us. We pray that as we are one body in spirit, that we may become more and more one body in prayer, in relief efforts, in connections and communication. That worldwide, everyone who claims the name of Christ as Savior would be able to find another Christian. We pray, Lord, for Christians to find communities, for Bibles to find communities and for your protection upon them all. Lord, we love you because you first loved us. I pray that all of us, whether persecuted or not, would spread that good news each day. We pray in Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen. We are dismissed.